Good morning to each of you. It's great to be together. It's uh, good to come around what we have discerned as our vision, the very thing that uh, God is calling us to, uh, to do in, in regard to his preferred future for us. We saw it on the screen. We, uh, we, we hear it now that we see as uh, God's vision for us to make a difference by following Christ, offering hope, serving others, and loving everyone. We understand this truly to be uh, God's preferred future for us as we consider our common life together. Here in the late weeks of summer and of early fall, we're talking about this vision. To date, we've talked about following Jesus, and indeed, following Jesus is, is foundational to, to everything that we do. We, we've talked about offering hope to those around us. We agree that we, uh, we have a message of, of hope so, that, that the world so desperately needs to hear, and that message of hope is the good news of Jesus Christ. And this morning, we, we talk about serving others, which is a, a natural outgrowth of, of a life that follows Jesus. If we're following Christ, then we'll, we'll just naturally want to turn outward and look for ways to, to offer ourselves in service to other people, particularly those who are on the, the fringes of, uh, of, of life and culture, those the least and the, the last and even the lost of the world. Jesus wants us to serve others. He, he served. He wants us to do the same. Jesus talks about that all the time throughout his entire ministry. He's, uh, he's talking about the importance of serving other people. He talks about that very succinctly in Mark 9, verse 35. He says, if, if anyone wants to be first, that person must be very, the very last and serve everyone. When it comes to serving others, there is no sitting in the stands. Serving others is, is not a spectator sport. When it comes to, to service, it's, it's pretty much an okay coach, you put me in sort of thing. And we all know who our coach is, God Almighty. On Friday, I conducted a funeral of a dear friend. We had worked together at St. Paul for years. Among many things, my friend Laverne was, was quite the seamstress. Most of the sewing she did was to help other people. She was always uh, uh, looking after wedding dresses, altering wedding dresses so they would fit just perfectly for young brides as they were, uh, were getting married. Laverne uh, used to say, there's so much sewing to do. And for Laverne, that was a matter of choice. For you and me, it may not be sewing, but it sure ought to be something else. We ought to be looking for ways where we can come around people, where we can lean in, into the lives of people, where we might find ourselves serving as well. When it comes to, so, when it comes to service, there's just so much sewing to do. And if not sewing, then there's certainly a, a whole lot of other things that you and I need to be doing under the banner of service. Today, we, uh, we turn yet again to the book of 1 Peter. 
We, we looked at a, a great passage on offering hope uh, last week from 1 Peter. Today, we read from 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. And there we find Peter offering a challenging word about service. In, in so many words, he states that when it comes to service, you and I need to get in the game. So let's hear this scripture from 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. Peter writes, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they they should do so with, with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So this is God's word, and may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we hear this word read, but as we seek now to take our lives and apply them to this word. So if you read the first part of uh, Peter, 1 Peter 4, you'll find that there are some important words of instruction. Effectively, the the very first part of 1 Peter 4 is a consideration of what it means to live for God. Peter talks a lot about good conduct and how that good conduct plays out for those who follow Jesus. Peter talks uh, about ways that uh, Christ followers should deport themselves you, you know that word deportment? It used to be that kids in school used to be graded on deportment. I, I think today they, they call it conduct. You never want to get a bad grade in, in conduct. In 1 Peter 4, Peter uh, lists some things that are important as you, as you live for God. He talks about the importance of, of loving other people. He writes in 1 Peter 4, 8, above all things, he says, Love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. We're to love each other deeply. Being in loving relationships so often can be a challenge. Peter says love covers a multitude of sins. And if you dig deeply on that that thought, you'll soon strike upon the importance of forgiveness in the, in the mix of those loving relationships, love covering a multitude of sin, particularly when forgiveness is evident. Peter goes on to talk about the importance of, of hospitality. That's an important way for, for Christ followers to, to conduct themselves. He writes in 1 Peter 4 9, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Now, when you think about hospitality, you usually think about opening up your home. Certainly, that was a part of, very much a part of the, of the culture of that day, to, to open up uh, the, one's home to, to another, particularly to a stranger, was a, was a spiritual act, quite honestly. 
to, to do so without grumbling just shares that sort of free flow of, of love and hospitality to those who need it. Certainly, hospitality has everything to do with being a good host or hostess in, in one's home, opening one's home, but it has even more to do with having an open heart, being hospitable in heart to all people. That in and of itself is the epitome of hospitality. Peter, in talking about how we are to conduct ourselves as followers of Christ, then in 1 Peter 4.10 talks about service. He, he offers a word not only about the part we play in serving, and let's agree, we all have an, import, an important part that we play in serving. In fact, we're the ones that are doing the service. But really, there, there's a, a, an even more important part that God plays. Let's hear the verse again, again from 1 Peter 4.10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. A gift from God to receive others, to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. In a word, we are to use the spiritual gifts that we have received from God Almighty to serve other people. And as Peter puts it so succinctly, we are to be good stewards of those gifts to the end that we are indeed leaning into the lives of other people, seeking to help them and to serve them in any way that, that we can, using those gifts as best as, as we can. These days, there are all sorts of spiritual inventories that you can take. You can just look up on the internet, spiritual inventories, and, and you'll get a, any number of them. They're, they're really neat to take. They, they offer uh, opportunity for self-reflection, for good pause, and, and to understand what God may be doing in our lives. I've always appreciated Rick Warren and his effort at this. He, um, he encourages people to consider their shape for ministry, S-H-A-P-E. When Warren talks about spiritual gifts, uh, that, the S of that word shape, he, he's talking about those very special gifts that we would not have if it were not because of God bestowing them upon our lives. And as those who profess faith in Jesus, God's Spirit is at work to bring about those spiritual gifts in your life. Warren also talks about heart. All of us have certain passions about things, those things that we just, just die to, 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 to try to do and to, to make a part of our lives. Heart is the, the H of, of the shape. Abilities, all of us have those abilities that we, uh, we just naturally come by. Uh, maybe we've, uh, we come by them through education or experience or, or any combination. We all have abilities that can be used in, in, in ministry. P is personality. All of us are, are wonderfully and beautifully made. All of us are unique in regard to our personalities. And those personalities can lean in, into our relationships with, with other people, and they, they do so all the time. But to leverage those personalities to effective ministry is, is a part of our shape. And then finally, just as every one of us are unique in personality, we, we're also unique in the experiences that, we, uh, that, that each of us have. 
and have uh, shared in over a period of years. Experiences are important as we seek to do ministry. You know, I've done this, I've done that, I've, uh, I've experienced that, or, or whatever the case may be. The experiences become very, very important in, in, in us doing ministry. They, they, in effect, form the basis of our witness. This is how God has worked in my life. So, S-H-A-P-E, spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, experiences, all these come together to form our shape for ministry. When it comes down to it, our ability to serve is God-given. Peter all but acknowledges that. God bestows upon our lives just the right set of gifts and abilities to accomplish through us what He wants us to do. God has given you something that you're then to turn and give back, certainly give back to Him, but you you give to, to others who are around you. In a word, you were created to serve. God made you to make a difference. And when it comes to ministry, that difference really is an eternal difference. Paul writes in, uh, in Ephesians 2, verse 10, about him forming us and creating us. He says, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. How we use the gifts and, and abilities God has given us is a matter of stewardship. Now, we can squander those gifts do our own thing, or we can use them in service to God. And quite honestly, there, there's a, this combination in each of our lives where we, we kind of hold on and kind of do our own thing. And then there, there are those great times of, of sweet release and abandon where we're, we're ready to serve, ready to give, ready to offer everything that God has uh, is done in us for the benefit of others that are around us. So we talked about Paul talking uh, with us uh, in Ephesians about God's workmanship, how we are formed by God with the special gifts that he graces us with in order to do good works. Paul comes at it in a, in a different way when he writes in, in Romans 12, verse 6 and following. He says, we all have different gifts according to the grace given us. If your gift is prophesying, use it in proportion to your faith. If it is in serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraging, then encourage. If it is in contributing to the needs of others, give generously. If it is leadership, govern diligently. And if it is showing mercy, then do it cheerfully. In Matthew 25, Jesus offers that great parable of the talents, where right investment of talent was important to the master. Now, we, we know that, that talents was a, was a currency in that day, but it's interesting that, that here upon uh, considering the gifts that God gives us, the, the talents that he bestows upon our lives, that that we begin to turn, turn that and, and we understand that the investment of talent, the investment of talents is important to our master above. 
If you remember, the, the man with the one talent did absolutely nothing with his. In fact, he, he hid it away for fear that his, his master would, would be upset if he, if he lost it. And when the master got back, he was furious that the talent was not invested. We need to hear that. God has given you something to give back. Don't squander it like the the man with the one talent. Invest your talents wisely, all for the kingdom of God. I love what Irma Bombeck writes about such things. She says, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bent bit of talent left and could say I used everything you gave me everything you gave me. John Wesley lived by by this motto throughout his ministry and encouraged others to do the same. He said, do all the good you can, by all the means you can, by all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. Hey, did you get the idea? He's, He's telling us, get to it. In all circumstances, in all ways, at all times, you be ready to do good, to conduct yourself as one who is a follower of Christ. Now, when it comes to service, people offer all sorts of excuses. It's almost as if we could do a a family feud on it. You know, family feud where they they ask a question and then they say, survey says, and the thing twists, and, and it's so many percent have said this. Well, here's what the survey says. I don't serve, or at least this is my excuse, I'm too busy. I don't feel capable. I enjoy my life. I I certainly wouldn't want to mess it up by serving. I'm content to let somebody else do it. I'm perfectly okay staying comfortable. I'm just fine letting somebody else do the serving. Conversely, there are all sorts of reasons why, why people do serve, and some of them are noble and some of them not so noble. We could do a family feud on that. The question is, why are some pe- why, what are some of the reasons that people serve? And the survey says, it makes me feel good. It helps me in building my resume. It keeps me from feeling so guilty. People recognize me when I serve, And then for for young people, particularly those that are in the beta club, I can get beta club hours. There you go. A lot of great things have been done in the name of beta beta club hours, I can assure you. I've signed so many papers, and I'm always ready to do that. So those are some that uh, maybe aren't so noble. How about some that are? I receive a blessing when I serve. It has everything to do with God's means of grace in our lives. John Wesley talked about acts of of mercy. He, He essentially said that acts of mercy or serving other people, helping out, is is a means of grace. We're able to know God's grace through those acts of mercy. How many of us who in serving have pulled away from that act of service and have said to ourselves, I received a much deeper blessing than I gave. That's because it's a means of grace. We are able to to see the face of Jesus in the countenance of those we serve. 
we are able to know the very presence of God in the mix of our times of service. We simply notice that God is involved. I receive a blessing when I serve. It's a great reason to serve. I'm able to give uh, glory to God. That's another reason. Uh, I want to call that the three G's. Give glory to God. Whenever we give glory to God, we we find ourselves in, in much deeper relationship with Him. And I'll go so far as to say that when we serve, and we do so earnestly and with passion and all faith, we do uh, turn and, uh, and give God glory. Peter would affirm that as well. Hey, there's one other reason why people serve, and I hope it's a, an important reason for you. Jesus wants us to do that. He wants us to serve. When it comes to service, it's not so much a, a nine-to-five thing. It's a 24-7 thing. We need to always be ready to serve. And the opportunity to serve might not always be at the most convenient time. But as I said just a second ago, it's not a nine-to-five thing. It's not something that we punch the clock in and out. It is an opportunity for us to always be at the ready, 24-7, looking for the opportunity to help out. When it comes to service, it's not so much about duration of one's life, but the donation of one's life that counts. I mentioned the very same thing at Laverne's funeral on Friday. Not so much duration of life as it is donation of one's life. And she clearly donated her life in in so many lives to so many people. When it comes to service, it's not so much about getting noticed as it is making sure that God is noticed that he is the very reason that we're doing what we're doing. When it comes to service, it's not so much about ability as it is availability. God is good about about taking our abilities along with our availability and turning them into something beautiful. Have you had that happen? You know, just offering your ability, what you can offer to the situation, making yourself available, and wonderful things begin to take place. Let me encourage you to carve out time in your already busy schedule to serve. Let me also encourage you to put your abilities to good use. Maybe we could think of it this way, maybe kind of an equation. Ability plus availability equals making a difference. Maybe an easier way to remember that is A plus A equals MD. Ability plus availability equals making a difference. St. Louis Cardinal uh, baseball great Albert Pujols is having a great end to his legendary um, baseball career. He he plans to retire at the end of uh, at the end of this season. He hit eight home runs in August alone, bringing him to within six of, uh, of hitting 700 home runs for his career. And I, I hope that he makes it. He's got a good chance to do that during this month. On Wednesday, though, it wasn't about home runs for Albert. In the bottom of the 13th against the lowly Cincinnati Reds, 
Albert hit a long sacrifice fly ball to bring in the final run. Sacrifice has a way of winning the game as well. If you're not serving, if you're not sacrificing as you should, let me encourage you to review what God has done in your life. I'm convinced that if you review God's work in your life, if you review His presence, His, 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 His great work and transformation that, that He's wrought in you, that you'll begin to, to get an idea that He has indeed shaped you and is shaping you for ministry, that He's bringing you to the place where you too will want to serve, need to serve at, at every turn. I'm confident that you will, will get in the game of serving God, giving Him glory by serving other people, and that your prayer will become, okay, coach, put me in. After all, we know who our coach is, God Almighty. May the Lord bless us all as we seek to make a difference by serving others.